If you want to support this podcast, just go to patreon.com under Jason Gallant. Get mantra and meditation mp3s at jasongallant.ca. Today I thought I'd talk about Sanskrit mantra. And, and the thing is, a lot of times there's a mixture between culture and religion and truth and people have it all kind of mixed up, right? So you apply a certain exercise, you realize the result of the exercise, and then they say what you did in order to realize that result wasn't right or it didn't work, right? So you see this in the fitness uh, community. I mean, I used to be a personal trainer, so I teach people a lot of stuff about what I realized in 30 something years of fitness and how people had their certain individual situations and what applied to them in that moment. And that formula didn't necessarily apply to somebody else. I mean, because people move differently and so forth. So it's also the same when it comes down to the spiritual community or the religious community. There are a lot of people who are fanatical in their thinking because they have not realized the truth. They have not realized where these spiritual practices lead and so they are trying to compare information and obsess about the information being correct because they're still caught in this loop of the mind. So there is a difference between spiritual dogma and enlightenment and truth. And if you realize the blessing of a spiritual exercise, guess what? <laughs> it was the right way for you. Now the other thing is about pronouncing Sanskrit mantra. Yes, you should try to pronounce it as best you can as taught to you by your teacher or by the source where you get it from. But depending on where this mantra came from or where it circulated around, there will be different accents depending on which territory it was in and, and said. So I find it funny that some people who are heavily immersed in religion, who believe in an intelligence, who believe in a creator, who believe in gods and different deities and angels and all this, but they also believe that these beings are stupid. <laughs> so if you say something just a little bit off or a little bit different than what they think, then that's it. The whole mantra goes out the door. Like there is absolutely no uh, fruit from that labor. There is no benefit from chanting the mantra or it's going to be disaster. You know, it's like one teacher out there tried to say to everybody, if you pronounce the Markandeya mantra wrong, you're actually asking for death. And it's just, <laughs> Basically, what he was trying to do was justify a spiritual cleanse that he was going through when he chanted the mantra or when he saw other people chant it. Which means, whatever it is that you're chanting for, you will cleanse out the opposite. So if you're, you're saying, I wish to be happy and content, well, you will have a spiritual cleanse that is the opposite, where you will feel unfulfilled for periods of time, or you will feel very uh, not content in your life. And as you go through this illusion of suffering, then true contentment will reveal itself to you. This is how mantra works. This is how spiritual practices work. But of course, in every spiritual community and every culture, they start to own the practices. But as you know, most of the masses are not realizing enlightenment. That's, that's just a fact. Enlightenment is something that is realized by one who is truthfully seeking the truth, not seeking to match the dogma that is in society at the time. And unfortunately, we have a lot of people everywhere who say whatever the collective thinks must be the truth. And ironically, <laughs> this is the opposite in a lot of cases. So just so you know, don't be scared of mantra because you're afraid of mispronouncing something. There is an intelligence in this universe that understands what is in your heart and understands what you are doing on a level 
that is lost <laughs> on many. They, they, they assume that the intelligence of the universe that created everything just has this stupid moment where it will misunderstand you and give you the opposite of what you're praying for. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. And as one great teacher said to me, does a mother love its child any less if it babbles its first words? Right? So it's, it's really like that. The universe is very unconditionally loving in this deep way. And if you just dare to venture into a Sanskrit mantra practice, you will find that the benefits far outweigh the supposed risks. Because in my experience, there are none. And I have butchered mantras. I have chanted mantras without an Indian accent or Sanskrit accent. And at the same time, I have chanted some mantras slightly different than the way they were taught originally to me and got better benefit. And I got confirmation multiple times that I was touching the reality that this mantra was stating you would touch, right? The information that was coming to me that I received from uh, various teachers and various sources said this mantra will lead you to realization of this and this and this. And I got massive confirmations on it. So much so that I was waking up in the middle of the night amidst sleep in the middle of a Kriya that I had never performed before in my life. And only through research did I discover that that was the same Kriya that was linked to that mantra that I was pronouncing incorrectly, right? So you will have confirmations, right? You will have confirmations and don't let the people who are heavily immersed in fear cause you to doubt yourself because that is really what we're overcoming on this spiritual path. The doubt, you're overcoming your own um, diminishment of yourself or rejection of yourself, rejection of everything that is here and everything that you are. And there's always those voices. There are always those voices that echo out there saying, oh no, you should second guess yourself. You should not like yourself. You should do this. You should correct yourself. You should be, be something different. That is not freedom. That's the opposite. And some might say that that is the voice of the demonic the demonic forces that move through people and through all things as well. So this is the battle of ignorance or illusion because demonic is not necessarily good and evil. It's more about ignorance. You see, it's just darkness versus light. Dark is, there's no light to shine. You see, there's no illumination. There's no realization there. So there are always going to be these echoes or these spiritual cleanses that happen on the physical that are the resistances that try to keep you in your own prison. So yeah, amidst this path, just have faith and know that you're okay and that everything will be fine. Just perform your spiritual practice and trust. That's really the best advice I can give you. So I hope this helps you out in your spiritual journey. Take care for now. Are you interested in working with a spiritual teacher in a formal setting? Well, perhaps the Wisdom Life School is for you. If you're interested in checking out what the Wisdom Life School is all about, just go to aratima.com.